Hello, everyone. We are back with the Brick by Brick podcast. I'm your host, Royce King, and I'm the other host, Jacob. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. How you doing today, Jacob? I'm good. I'm I'm really good. I'm really excited for this episode. I am too. I'm excited to um, get into this as well. Uh, we've kind of been uh, trying to decide what we want to talk about, what we want to jump into, because when we started this podcast, we wanted to have a lot more, um, a lot of cultural implication, like how do we you know, navigate some of these issues we find in the yep. culture. And finally, we've got some some things that have uh, kind of uh, come out of nowhere. Uh, we're going to be talking about those things today. So the first one being is a, uh, a, a famous pastor in the South uh, by the name of Andy Stanley. Uh, if you don't know Andy Stanley, he's a pastor of a mega church in Atlanta, and he is known for some of the hottest takes around. Um <laughs> Now, whether you whether or not you want to call them hot takes or lukewarm takes, uh, is dependent on uh, kind of where you lie theologically. But he's known for such hit, hits such as um, "unhit yourself" from the Old Testament. Yep. Um, he's known for saying things like, um, "What was the other thing?" It was like he got really into saying, "Oh, oh it was COVID, the COVID thing, right?" And he got really into saying. The Bible does not say oh, yeah, you yeah. have to meet. You don't have to meet. He was you don't like, have to meet. He, I remember he because because he, he he did a Liberty Convo like yeah. right. It was just like right after I graduated. I remember watching it and they did the whole distance thing video. And he's like, everybody look at me, look at me. And he's over Zoom, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. And he's like, the Bible does not say that you have to gather with other believers. That's not what that verse means. Which is hilarious, considering Andy would also say, and the Bible itself doesn't exist. Yeah, Paul would like he would because his his other thing, which I, I wasn't going that direction, but I'm glad you did because I forgot about that. His other direction he likes to go into is uh, we're not doing things based on a book. We're doing things based on specific letters written by specific people or whatever. That's right. It's like he's big okay, on the movement. Thank you, thank yeah. you for the distinction without a difference. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for breaking. Your, oh, so there are letters in the Bible by mm. a oh. Okay, I didn't. I didn't understand that. Thank you for breaking that down, Andy. <laughs> like, it's stuff that, um, it's like he just he has to be a contrarian. Yeah. Um, it seems to be where he's, he wants to be the smartest person in the room kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, and that's why it always comes down to listen. The Bible actually says, you know, that's usually what he's going to be leaning towards. The Bible, yeah. you know, we don't actually have to follow the Old Testament. We don't actually have to, you know, do yep. bless, you know, whatever. Mm. You know, and then he'll say things like, has God actually said? Ooh. That's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. The classic blunder. Yeah, the classic blunder. Um, and unfortunately, we are mere steps away from uh, such a pitfall with yeah. the way the way he goes. And of course, the joke I was making there is that is what Satan said to Eve. Is, yes. Did God actually say? Questioning what God actually says said to us through scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doubt. You know, lacing doubt in that kind of way right. without any any kind of answer to provide, and just kind of leaving you in this kind of postmodern deconstructionist, uh, um, you know, terrible place to be is yeah. not where you, you don't want to be left there. Mm-hmm. You want to be saying you want if you're going to bring up doubts, you should help people address them. You know, not just say, "Hey, wow. I just dropped a truth bomb on you because I'm the truth bomb guy, I'm the truth bomb <laughs> manufacturer." You call Which, me, call me Oppenheimer truth bomb guy, and ooh. I'll you know. Um, but today. We're talking about the new, the the uh, hottest take that just dropped from yeah. Andy Stanley because he's, you know, always got something down the pipeline yeah. that's on its and way. You know, something that I, I'll, I'll say in preface is um, 
this wasn't said from the pulpit at his church. Yeah. Now, maybe it was at like at his church. It's at his church, yes. But it wasn't a Sunday morning like church service. Yeah. It doesn't make it any better, right? But this was like a uh, a conference that he was putting on. Um something like that. Uh and and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like most of the time when he does say something like this, it's mm-hmm. not on a Sunday morning, you know, from the podium. I feel like he's often saying things like you know, like I said, he was at a Liberty Convocation. Yeah. He was doing this conference thing. I get what you mean. Uh, the unfortunate thing is with his setup, it's hard to tell. You're right. Yeah, looking he, at this. Like yeah. right now, this is the most pulpit-ish yep. looking thing he's ever done. Yeah. Usually he's got a screen behind him like I do when I'm teaching. Yeah. Right? And he's got some little graphics or whatever. And he's got statistics. But, um, yeah, the you know, it's hard to tell what he's actually when he's actually on the pulpit and when he's just doing a talk but regardless this is the pa- the senior pastor of their church yep, right. giving a hot take and um this is going to have to do with homosexuality um and he's had hot takes about this before but this is probably one of the most explicit things he said oh yeah um we we did read a story uh prior to starting the show is when there was an issue where a woman in his church was married to a man who left her for another man, yep. and he they started attending the church with the woman who was left, and she got mad and said, "You guys need go. You need to go somewhere else um, because you're living in open sin and homosexuality." But then they go to another church, and he, Andy finds out that the the two men, even though the original man was divorced from the, the lady. The other man was not divorced and was still married to a woman, mm-hmm. and that's what he took issue with. He took issue with them being still married while they were in a homosexual relationship. Yeah, the so yeah, so he's he's it's like he's trying to fire at the most low hanging fruit targets possible. Because yeah. if he were to make a stand where it needs to be stood, then people, people are going leave. to be upset and they, they would leave. leave. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the newest hot take is um this is from the Drive Conference 2022. Uh, so this is two minutes. We're not going to, you know, do it like crazy last yeah, time. We'll but just yeah, play it. This, is, this is pretty good. So go, go ahead. Figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know. We would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. But I, I'm a gay person. I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay men and women, okay, A gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community? I'm telling you, they have more faith. Oh, Oh, no. That's rough. That Calvary Wi-Fi. Yeah, let that buffer for a second, because I want to just pause for a second. Like, so we've already established what the most important thing is at the church. What's the most important thing, Jacob? What's he most worried about? The volunteers. The volunteers. Um, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It just it means we need all hands on deck. And the gay community is willing to be those hands on deck because mm-hmm. everyone else is lazy. Um, and we're going to get into this uh, kind of, it's almost like a, I don't want to say worshiping of the gay community, but yeah. he is, all he's doing is talking them up. Yeah. Uh, there's no, you know, call to repentance. There's no, hey, mm-hmm. uh, we understand. It's like, because people love to say, like, oh, well, you know, oh, oh, are gay people just not allowed to come to church? That's not what we're saying. No, we but want, I'm not course. going to say that you are to be openly practicing this, not condemning it as a sin, 
and you're going to be in standing to help out with stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, so if you, is it going to play? I don't know, man. The Wi-Fi is struggling. Maybe is. Uh, maybe you can pull it up on your phone. And yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can audio. play it there. I'll play it there. What were we at? We are at 27 uh, seconds. Yep. Let's go. Hold on. Technical difficulties. It's okay. It's okay. We 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 workshopped all this stuff before we came out here. I promise. <laughs> um, I think Andy just hacked our server. He did. He knew. Yeah. He he knew that he was on the chopping block today. He knew that uh our uh our podcast that reached <laughs> tens of tens is going tens to tens. be coming after him. Ten times four. Yeah. Ten times four. All right. Yeah. You just want to. Let me give one Can more. I do? They have more faith than a lot. Okay, 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 sorry. That's big, that's big. Let me take it back just a second. All right, listen closely. I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm going to try it anyway. How noble. Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you? Where do you go that you're not sure you're going to be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place. Ha! That's so <laughs> funny. That's so... F- you Jacob, you know that everyone everyone hates their in-laws, right? Yeah. Don't you hate your in-laws, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. does, right? Andy does. I'm just Aren't kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, to... obviously, it's just a horrible joke, right? Um, so we'll continue. Over and over and over, and it's because you have to. But other than the in-laws, what environment do you continue to step foot in knowing at any moment you may feel ostracized? No place. I'm telling you, the gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church, oh my goodness. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff. So just, interesting. Oh my goodness. A gay man or woman oh my gosh. who wants to worship their heavenly father who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. God said no and they still love God. We have some things to learn. A group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who want to worship with us. And I know the verses. I know the clobber passages, right? We got to figure this out. And you know what? I think you are. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're not figuring anything out, Stanley, because you're not teaching them anything. I didn't catch that last part. Yeah, he says, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to understand these ideas. I'm going to instill doubt in your minds and in your Mm. hearts. I'm not going to address it, and then we'll come back next Sunday, and I'm going to hope you forgot. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of stuff that um, we can address in that video, and there, there are so many things to talk about yeah, firstly I, I want to talk about um just the the grandstanding on behalf of the homosexual community um number like he he's swinging at everyone in this video yeah he, he said he says they have more faith than you my congregation mm-hmm. um who you're the one who's supposed to be pastoring them yeah so who's that reflect poorly on you and then he admits right and then he admits which honestly, that wasn't even a diss. I just did because he then says they have more faith than me. They should no. They should actually come up on stage and preach for me in my place. They should take my salary. They should take my house and my dog. <laughs> they should take everything from me. Like, how in the world are you going to say, as the senior pastor of so many people, yeah. that the the homosexual community that is living in open 
sin. Yep. It's not, it's not, we're not, we are not now, get this straight. We're not talking about people who are struggling yes. with a, a desire or with a temptation towards homosexuality. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about people who are saying, what I'm doing is not a sin. Yep. People what who I'm are doing is not sinful. In the habitual sin, they're saying they're, they've given their lives over to it. and they, It is part of my church. identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's different. All right? Yep. He's saying that these people are have more faith than he does. And yet that faith that's so great has not rendered any kind of repentance yeah. or any kind of you know uh, drive towards sanctification whatsoever. Um, what's the next? And then he says, uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit based on what I remember. But then he's this, this last point when he says, uh, they were crying out to God when they're 12 years old and God yeah. said, no. Yeah. Well, guess what? Not only are the gay, the gay community more righteous and more faithful than the clerk, the, um, the congregation of his church than Andy Stanley himself. They're now more righteous and more faithful than God. Yeah. Because they were willing to do it, but God wasn't. Yeah. God said no. So, so may, maybe you can let us in maybe a little bit, because I'm going to be honest. Like I have listened to that video 10 times, and I don't get what he's saying. What is he talking about when he says, they, God did not answer the cry of your heart? Is, is he saying that like the cry of their heart was to it like not be gay anymore or that's what it's sounding like it's sounding like this is a person who was praying to not be gay anymore and i i don't know where he's going with that and, and then like and then god says no like no i like you're gonna stay that way yeah like it's almost like a i'm gonna now instead of because there's the, the usually with the with the the gay issue it's like no don't stop trying to fight it. Embrace it. You know, that's like, yeah. it's like, no, at that point, I realized that I'm not supposed to, you know, fight or kill my, my desires or my lust. I, I'm supposed to own it. Right. I'm supposed to become it. The whole, like, right? well, God made me this yeah, way. Exactly. I, he knew, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, and it's just another, another way of trying to say, you know, this is, it's God's fault. God made me this way. If I weren't, if God didn't make me this way, I wouldn't be this way. Yeah, um, which is you know a cop out because once again, let let's play let's play the substitution game, and I said any other sin, any other sin, mm-hmm. we would we would, all right. Let's say this, you know you know the, the 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 people the community that has more faith than anyone in my congregation, the racist community that uh, you guys do not know. How important it is for our racist brothers and sisters. If, if, listen, listen. If 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 my <laughs> they have more faith than I if do. If my if my colorblind um if my colorblind non-racing P, uh uh congregation served half as much as my racist congregation, we'd have a backlog. Mm-hmm. We'd have a backlog. Do you see where the where it's falling apart? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now, if I plug any sin, adultery, all my adulterous, you know, congregation, yeah. my uh, my thieves, my liars, my um, my murderers. Right. It, how is that going to fly? Are you? Oh, yes, my murder, my congregation that is murderers. They yeah. serve all the time. They serve better. These yeah, murderers they serve have better. Yeah. more faith than I do. No yeah. one would say that. Mm-mm. No one would say that ever. And then thinking, uh, Royce talked about a second ago the the thing that we read right about the issue with the guy who left his wife and mm-hmm. he was gay and all that. He 
took issue with the adultery instead of the homosexuality. And what was the conclusion of that? He goes, you can't be serving anymore. Yeah. You have to stop serving. Ha, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, are you in a, you're in an adulterous relationship with a man? Well, that won't stand. Yeah. So you that's gotta what go he took get issue. That fi- you've got to go divorce your wife and you, then you can come back to serve. But, okay, listen. Okay, that was a, you, you jokingly said that. No, right? that's, that's actually that's what, what he's he communicating. He, uh, no, I know. But yeah, like, I know. Sorry. He, okay. He's saying like, okay, you guys can't be serving. You're in a gay, openly gay relationship, and you don't think it's wrong. In fact, uh, you know, you can't you can't serve anymore. But if you were divorced from your wife, you guys could still be serving and be in this openly gay relationship and still come and serve in this church. Right? Yeah. That's what he's saying. That's so the saying. issue he's taking there is adultery. So like the scenario that you were just talking about, plug in any sin, he literally did, did. that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was what? Like he played four, himself. Four he years ago, himself. five years ago, yes. he said that. It but was he a, said it, it and yep. it's on record, right? And he literally said, because you are adulterous, adulterers, you can't serve here. Yeah. So plug it in. That's what he said. But then he's going to tell all these people at this conference that the gay community has more faith than he does. Yeah. And if you guys would serve as much as the gay community, then we'd have a volunteer backlog. Like, yeah, I don't know. (sighs) Golly, that's, I don't know. I don't know how um, you walk on stage and like have written, because he said, he literally says, let me just read it to you. <laughs> like, this is an idea yeah. that was workshop. This is yeah. an idea that's not a rough draft. He yeah. wrote this down, and there was no conviction of the Holy yeah. Spirit to say, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, there's another point I wanted to talk about. Well, I think um, another point is that it's it's clear, at least, it, uh, you know, as an outsider. I don't know him, okay? But from what he's saying, at the very least, what he's saying is, like, you can be gay yeah. and a Christian. Like yes. again, like openly gay, unrepentant, you don't have conviction for the sin. He's saying that you can be that and you can also be a Christian. Yeah. I mean, that that's what the whole premise is built on, I think, right? Yeah. Is like these it people is. they're still Christians, so they have more faith than you. Like I don't I don't know, that just doesn't yeah. make sense to me at all. Like that's a problem. And Here's here another here, yeah this is another another one you actually commented on it briefly when he when he said he brings up the clobber verses right the clobber verses I yeah. think he said Leviticus First Corinthians six I think that's correct Romans if one I, Romans one and the so this is like saying um this is like me telling a lie yeah. And then me taking the evidence that I'm taking, I'm calling a lie. The evidence that's proving that I'm lying and mm-hmm. saying, "Well, that's interesting." Yeah. That that that's not no 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 hold on hold on hold on. It's like no 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 like because this is my this is my favorite thing people do. Um, they'll they'll treat things like you're being a dead horse, right? But the dead the horse isn't dead. The horse is alive, very much alive, and it is bucking and and walking away from me. Can I still beat it? If it's not dead, can I at least beat it till it's dead? Like, like, no, he's saying these things that contradict what I'm saying are interesting. No, they're not interesting. They are diametrically opposed to what you were saying. Yeah, he says, they're so interesting to talk about. Then let's talk about them. So interesting to talk about. I know the clobber, the clobber passages. Uh, maybe, maybe you sent me this video. Yeah, probably. I can't, I can't remember who it was right now. Maybe you can uh, 
fill everybody in, but somebody was talking about this, kind of just like we are, and um, maybe it was James White, I can't remember, but he said that the the phrase clobber passage is actually a phrase coined by the gay Christian community. Really? So Andy Stanley is not he didn't just make that up like oh no that i've always heard yeah i've heard that term before oh yeah i've heard that term a lot yeah it literally came from that you know i guess that theological thought right yeah these these people who are gay and they're like these the you know people who are against this they have these clobber passages yeah exactly so it's like not only did he use it but that shows that he's like he's reading these theologians like he's yeah he knows the he knows, the, he, yeah, he knows he knows the words, and so he uses that. And he's like, "I know the clobber passages, and they're so interesting to talk about." And that's that that phrase kills me. He he, it's not like he just brushed them under the rug. He literally says, "They're so interesting to talk. They're so interesting to talk about." And we're not going to talk about them. It's yeah. like, well, Andy, the clobber passages are actually backstage right now, and they're going to come on out. Like, yeah. I mean, if you looked at, at any of these, um. Now let's let's go ahead and just break down the idea of a clobber passage. Yes, I'm sure there is a way that you can present these passages in a way that it is clobbering to someone. Yeah. I'm sure that you in your in your human arrogance and pride could take these verses and just say say them to people yeah. and use them as a a bludgeon right. against them, yeah. right? Not to not to drive them to repentance, but you were like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard people last year I heard would would, would do this, and I'm just like, how dare you? I, if if we want to sit here and count sins, mm-hmm. let me get my 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 sheet out and I'll yeah. I'll write down your sins in class, yeah. right? So it's like you don't have that. You know, you don't have the authority to do that in that way. Right. But the point isn't clobbering them. Mm-hmm. My point is being soft with you and, you know, telling you what you want to hear might be fun right now, but ultimately you are going to be held accountable for yeah. what you've done. Right. Right. So it's like uh, the, the classic Paul Washer example, right? His mom goes in to the doctor and the doctor comes in, says, listen, you've got cancer, all right? And we've got to work fast, and we've got to do something about it. And Paul Washer's like, now, that man made my mother cry. I should punch people who make my mom cry. But it would have been far worse for her if he came in and said, oh, everything's fine, don't worry about it, right? This isn't just the nature of how it is with homosexuality. This is the nature of how it is with Every sin, yeah. every sin condemns us, all right? Mm-hmm. Which is why we can't hold some of them in these high standards where it's like, no, don't touch that one. Don't touch that one. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Let's say, let's say homosexual is not even a sin. They've got sins that are going to condemn them somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just to be, to be soft like this and to not, you know, give someone the truth because you're, you know, you think you're being mean or you're clobbering. You can do this without clobbering someone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, when I talk about this, when I had to, you know, when I argued about this in the past, it's like I'm never doing this because I don't like gay people. Right. Like I'm doing it because I want them to be saved. Exactly. I'm doing it to save them. Yeah. It's 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 not like. Do you think it's fun? <laughs> do you think it's fun telling someone, yeah, your entire way of life, that thing you've been identified yeah. and in, in most cases groomed to be. Right. Yeah, it's 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 going to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's going to destroy you, mm-hmm. right? Do you think people want to hear that? That's a, that's a that's a good point. It's important to talk about, I think, because even like 
whenever I ask students, what's the number one reason why you don't go up to someone and just share the gospel? Yeah. It's because what you're doing is you're telling that person, if you don't believe this, you are wrong. Yeah. And not only are you wrong, but you are subject to the wrath of God, which is eternity in hell. Yeah. Right? And yes, that gets uncomfortable. It's the truth, though. Right? So this is why we should be eager to tell people. Obviously, we're not going to go tell people, you're going to go to eternity in hell. Exactly. Right? And that's, that's, that's the point that you're clobbering. making. Exactly. It's like, ha ha, you're going to hell. Yeah. No, Obviously, okay, I'm not going to say yeah. that nobody does that because some people yeah, do. Uh, yes, some people do. And that's wrong. But right. here's the thing. We don't, we're not going to, you don't preach to a congregation based on what some do. Yeah. You're preaching the truth. You're preaching the word of God. So let's say, let's say, you know what? Let's say that 70% of the Southern Baptist convention is extremely homophobic and bigoted. All right. Do, I'm not going to pr- change the message of the gospel Mm. Because seventy percent are acting out of character, but all that tells me is that seventy percent aren't acting Christ-like. Yeah. Okay. So even even if the the, the this because so, he's taking like, well, the church has just been so mean to the gay people. It's like, how like can I guess what are your numbers here? Yeah, that's right? a good point too. Like yeah. how are are really. Is it really that widespread? And yes, sure. Let's uh, we'll even we'll even take that you know that extreme all the way to the extreme, the hyperbolic. We'll say ninety nine percent. All right. Does that change what the word of God says? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. All right. You can't make these decisions based on the extremes. When we have, we're not just throwing darts in the dark here. Right. It tells us what it says. It's clear on what it says. The Bible is clear on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's clear on a whole other, clear. a bunch of other sins too. That's and we thing. can, and that things don't call it a clobber verse. It's just, a, it's just a verse. that's clear. It's scripture. It's just that. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not gray. That's the, that's the thing too. Is people will say like, oh, like when he goes, it's really interesting to talk about. I think what he's getting at there yes, is like it, it's gray. We need to have a long conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's not no, gray. It is yeah. so black and white. He's it is like, in the Bible, clear exactly. as day. So what he's doing there, it's not like because here's here's the thing. I'm so sick of this phrase. I am so sick of the phrase. Let's have a conversation. Mm. That is never when someone says that. This might even get me in trouble. But when someone says let's have a conversation about it, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is I need to correct how you think about this. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's saying we can have a conversation about it. It's like I'm going to browbeat you into understanding that you are a bigoted and that your homosexual brother or sister, quote unquote, um, is is you know somehow faithful. So um, let me see if I was correct here. So yeah, l- like he- here, let's just look at how how simple this is. This like this is the perfect example of how this conversation should go, right? This is how it should be presented to a non-believer, and it's not a clobbering passage, okay? This is the uh, 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 apparently the clobber passage, according to Andy Stanley, one of them. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 9, okay? This is after talking about um, bringing uh, other believers into court or whatever, right? He says, or do you not know, right? So we're already starting off the top with, this is obvious, because I'm saying... Like this is what I would say to a student who I told them to do their reading and they didn't do their reading and I asked them a question and they don't know it. I'm like, well, do you not? Did you not do your reading? Mm-hmm. Is this what Jesus said when he when Jesus was confronted about issues of marriage? He said, not uh, obviously it's this. He said, have you not read? Yeah. Meaning this has been established. Yep. And since I'm agreeing with it, I agree with what was established. Right. 
Back to the reading. Now, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So he's going to define what's the unrighteous, okay? And guess what? Everyone in here is going to find themselves in this passage, mm-hmm. okay? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor gr- the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah. So, yes, that's true. That's a that's a pretty good clobber. That's a little... But what is what does he continue to say? And here's what he says. This is probably one of the most encouraging things you could ever hear. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've already talked about this in the bod- podcast at once. He says, and such were some of you. Yeah. You were these things. Yeah. And guess what? What is named among those things? Homosexuality. Yeah. So guess what? It's another thing that we're supposed to be casting off. Mm-hmm. It's something we're supposed to be cutting off, getting rid of. Yeah. It's a sin that we're supposed to be killing. Right. Right? That's not a clobber passage. That is, that is, it is so frustrating when there's a, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but there's a subreddit um, that drives me insane. It's a subreddit called Confidently Wrong. And it's where these people will get snarky and get like really arrogant while saying a statement that is 1000% incorrect. Yeah. And you have the mixture of stupidity and arrogance at the same time. And it's, it, it infuriates you. That's what Andy Stanley's doing here. When he yeah. says these passages are clobber passages that are interesting to talk about, that's what he's doing. He's belittling the the side, not not the other side of the argument, the word of God that proves him wrong. Yeah. He's saying, oh, it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, and he continues, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God, which is what it all comes back to mm-hmm. with this issue, mm-hmm. right? There is no sin, there is no no thing that can separate you from the love of Christ, yeah. all right? And when he says, you know, they want to come and worship God, that's just all they want to do is just come worship God. Well, it's like, okay, what God are they worshiping? Mm-hmm. Are they worshiping the God that has called out their sin and said that what they're doing is sinful? Is that the God they're worshiping? Because I would say they disagree with that. Yep. So they're worshiping a God of their own creation, which is something we've talked about at, at length, is yeah, this yeah. idea of worshiping a God you created, not the one that exists, that's right. in the heavens. Yeah, yeah. And Yeah, just go ahead. And another thing about the verse that you just read is um, the, the part where it says, men who practice homosexuality. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's popular now and maybe we've talked about this before too, but what's popular now is actually to say that the Greek word, yeah. the original yeah, word, yeah, yeah. does not actually mean homosexuality, right? Yeah. And they, the, uh, I guess we could say the other side, has all of this supposed evidence that's stacked up to say what it really means is men who are pedophiles. Yeah. And, I mean, just for sake of time, um, we're not going to get all into that. Yeah, maybe well, we can do it another time. But, the, but to... We can do another time, but to, we put, it, to put it simply, yeah. they're wrong. They are. They're incorrect. It means homosexuality. Yeah, it means homosexuality. It means, so the uh, word that would, that would, that Paul made, I, I want to say this is correct. He made, he basically he made. made this word to describe this, this I'm phenomenon. I'm sure it's Arsen, Arsenicoites. Is, no, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arsenicoites is this idea of man laying with man as if laying with his wife. Um, and that is... Obviously, what is transpiring? What's um, the verse number? I'll look it up. The verse number of what? That uh, 
I'm not sure. Chapter dude. six. Oh, sorry. It's a uh, first uh, first Corinthians six uh, verse nine verse nine, and then it goes yeah all the way to verse ten. All right, I'll, I'll check that word. Okay. Yep. But yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Um, you said arsenicoitai. Arsenicoitai. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I'm always right. True. Always. <laughs> Every time. Um, but yeah, it's just... I think the biggest disservice is the fact that we're robbing people of freedom from their sin. We're robbing... We're telling people to do what's easy instead of what's right. I stole that from a another known homosexual... Um, Al, Al, Albus Dumbledore, he said that. <laughs> I I did a uh, you know my Harry Potter marathon with Caitlin during the, the Christmas. So this stuff's fresh in the mind. But it's uh, it nice. is funny that you know, yeah, like it's easy to say, oh well, it's just not a sin. Continue, can carry on, carry on, go ahead and you know do whatever with um with ministry. Yeah. But we're not called to do what's easy. We're not called to sweep things under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's going to be revealed, yeah. regardless of how well you hide it. Mm-hmm. And when you say that things aren't sin when they are sinful, number one, you are, I would say, based on First John, you are th- based kind of endangering yourself in hell, to hell yep. because you're saying this thing's not a sin. God says it's a sin. I'm telling God he's wrong. He's a liar. That's not a out of all the places you want to be. That's not where you want to be. Right. It's like being on the other side of the argument in Romans nine when you're trying to when you're when you're being the person who's like, you know, Paul's theoretical, you know, uh, opponent. Right. You don't want to be the theoretical opponent in that no. one, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're you're you're robbing someone of freedom from sin. Um, and I just I just can't imagine that. Like, why wouldn't you want them to be free? Why like, um. I don't know. I don't, have, I don't think. I don't know if I had anything else to add about that. Did you yeah. find something about uh, what we read? Um, yeah, I, it's it's a Got Questions article, which is really helpful, by the way. Okay. Um, just in your own in Bible study, that's a good website with stuff. Uh, I mean, the the point remains the same, right? People people will say that that word, uh, what Paul actually meant, was not homosexual homosexuality in general, but they'll say. Um, like the the uh, the story that we just talked about, right? That the the guys who were together, but one of them was still married. Yeah, that would be that word. Not yeah. and it, the other. What people say is, if it's a loving, faithful, yeah, same yeah. sex relationship, if that two that's people fine. love each other, it's yeah. okay. And then you know, there's a there's a guy all over TikTok, uh, the Reverend Brandon Robertson. God. And he's really big on this. I'm I am ninety nine percent sure that he has a video where he explains this whole thing. Yeah. Because he he is he's he's gay, openly gay, right? He says yeah. he's a reverend, all that stuff. And he'll say, you know, that it's possible for two men or two women to who love each other to have a holy relationship in the eyes of God. So what they would say is like, yeah, you still can't have sex before marriage. This is making you still me tired. can't do all this stuff. <laughs> but if you get married, that can be Holy and pure yeah. and God approves yeah. and yada yada. Again, all that to say that is not true. Yeah. This verse clearly calls out and condemns homosexuality yeah. as a sin. And another thing is the verse calls out other sins. Yes. So the the whole thing where it's like, you know, you you know, people who are um what's the word? Affirming is the 
positive, I guess, their side, but there's a word that they used. Condemn, I don't know, condemning, or condemn whatever. We'll say that, right? We'll say, you, you who condemn this, you just elevate this one sin over all these other sins, and, it, and there's, it's really gray. It's like, no, we don't, because in that same verse, what does it talk about in, in that in First Corinthians? It talks about adulterers, greedy, drunkards, revilers, swindlers, thieves, idolaters. And it's all lumped in the yes, same it point. Yes, it's all lumped together. It's not like that verse is specifically calling out that one thing, yes. right? Now, the Old it's Testament... It's not even the first thing he says. Right. The point is, it's lumped in with all the sins because his point is unrighteousness yes. in general, right? So it's not like we we're only talking about this because he said gay people, right? Yeah. If he had said anything, the point remains the same. It's it sin, the same. and you're talking about how this sin is okay or whatever. You can be a Christian and be openly living in this, and like, and that's the issue that we're, t- that we're yeah. getting, right? And because people like Andy Stanley, people like Brandon Robertson, like yeah. what, what they build their entire just theology on is little tiny discrepancies that they think yeah. are in the Bible. And then it's really what they're doing is they're questioning the authority of Scripture. Yep. And as soon as you question the authority of Scripture, everything you're, else falls out of line. A whole everything can of worms falls, has been opened, right? Yeah. Because it starts with little, little things, right? Yeah. Like, well, is that, is that really true? Is Genesis has really... Has God truly said... Has he really said it? Has he really said it? Yeah. I mean, seemingly small things, too, right? Yeah. Like, like is, is Genesis really history? Yeah. Is Adam and Eve really the first yeah. people? It, did Jonah really get swallowed mm. by a whale, or is that just an allegory, right? Well, and whenever you, you cling on to those things, <laughs> well, it's <was> good. <laughs> when you cling on to those things, unhitching, I guess you yeah. could say, according to our guy here, that's whenever you fall into the, the pitfall of it's okay to be gay, right? That's not really what that word means. It means this, because you're, you've questioned the authority yeah. of Scripture. Like there, there are people who will claim that like gay wasn't even in the Bible until like 1940, yeah, or something ridiculous yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, yeah, maybe the exact word gay, right. but like obviously <laughs> right. there is going to be a representation of that sin as because, it is. Like, I don't even know the context or the history behind this, but we know what the word gay technically originally means yeah. is like happy, right? So yeah, that's a good point. It's like maybe that. That very yeah. word didn't. Maybe they had to apply new context for a new like generation, but like yeah. they know what they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and another thing is just like this this idea of of serving. Um, so I was uh, when it comes to uh, the, the the homosexuality issue and having people serve and this idea of volunteering. Um, I think we. Really, because you know, if you're going to say, well, if homosexuals who are openly practicing homosexuality can't serve, which they shouldn't be serving at all, mm-hmm. um, but let's say we're moving on to other sins, like, well, you know, some people are racist and some people, you know, had premarital sex and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, what's what it defines serving in your church? Because right. all these people should be call, being called to repentance. What does serving look Are we talking about picking up chairs? And like stacking them and putting them away. Are we talking like setting the table for like when you have a dinner? Are you talking about doing like helping out around the the church? Because yeah. those are ways. Like you know what? Sure, why not? Yeah. But let's let's divide our categories here. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about a ministry, yeah, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, no, in the form of teaching, exactly, yeah. exactly, no. They should not be in, mm-hmm. in any, and this is any sin that's like, you know, open, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's the, because we, we, we hear him talk about it. And it's like, you know, we want, want a lot of volunteers in the homosexual community. And then it's like, um, 
the the case is like, well, you know, there are people who, who deal with sins in their hearts and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, let's def- define what we mean by serve. Right. Yeah. I think that's where the, the main issue is. Yeah. It's like, obviously, we have expectations for people who are going to be teaching in roles right. where they're guiding and, you know, yeah. discipling other people. And, you know, when you're talking about stacking chairs and things, like, those are not uh, necessarily an authoritative yeah. teaching, opening God's word and telling people what it says type of role. And I think when you talk about whether it's like setting up, like, I think of like church plants, right? You, yeah. They get to the school cafeteria in the morning and they're setting up, right? Yeah. Honestly, like, if I know that someone comes and they're like, hey, can I help set up? And that person's gay, I'm going to be like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because guess what? You're here. Yeah. You know, like, you're here and you're going to sit there. You're going to listen to my sermon or whoever's preaching. And you know what I mean? Like, but that doesn't mean, hey, come on up and, like, do the benediction yes, or come, come on up, up and, and read. Yeah. And pray at the end. You know, we're not going to put you on the stage. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's important, like you said, to, to talk about the yeah. different, I guess, areas and of that's, service. And that's another good point. When we look at um, uh, these churches where because we've had these issues where we think people who are on like like the dark side of evangelism where it's yeah. like they're more they're they're a false preacher or a false right. teacher right. right um like when uh when the guy who has the dreads and he he, he lengthens todd, your leg todd todd, todd, whatever, white. todd white he had that big moment where he actually preached the gospel Ooh. one time yeah and people thought whoa he's really turning around and, you know, people are like, whoa, I, I can't believe it's so crazy. And the only person who had the right take about it was Justin Pierce. And he said, oh, he did have a good take. That's great. Now sit in a pew. <laughs> give yeah. up your give up your pa- your pastoral. Yeah. If this is if this is real, yep. give up your pastoral mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. and you need to sit in a pew because you don't you don't get to just switch from the dark to the light side True. and still like be a Jedi or whatever, right? <laughs> like you you can't just say like, that's a, yeah, that's like true. you can't be like a Nazi and then switch sides and be like, all right, well I'm applying for a position of general of the army. It's like yeah. no, yeah, no, you you okay if you if you want to be here. And it means that much to you, and you're legit and you're genuine. Yeah. Sit right here. That's a good point. And learn. Because what he said from the stage that, whatever, that day, was he was like, I'm so convicted. Yeah. Of, he's literally, I, I am so convicted. The Holy Spirit has been doing some serious work in my heart. I repent because I haven't been preaching the full gospel. These were his words. Yeah. So, look, if I'm, you know, if the youth pastor at Calvary, right, if I get up on a Sunday morning in front of our 25 or 30 kids and I said that, like, even me, like you got to you got to step down. Yeah, right. Like we got to Like we're glad that God did this work in you, but let's 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 counsel you through this. Let's talk about it. You know, and then at some point in time, you you can whatever after you're cleared yeah. by leadership and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like he he said that. Yeah, that he that's not something not you're been, gonna drop that bomb and then just workshop through it. You know, like, yeah. You guys are gonna learn along with me. You know. I mean, another example is I can't remember the, the, the preacher. His name doesn't matter, but. He essentially, no, no, not even essentially, literally, he gets on stage with his wife after a service, and they confess that he had an affair. Oh, yeah, yeah, he told me about that. An affair on his wife in, like, you know, I guess good on them. They worked through it, and they didn't get a divorce and all that stuff, right? But he turns around, and he start, and he preaches, and his church cheers him on like he's some, like, like mark of holiness that yeah. he did the right. And like, no, he just confessed that, like, a week ago... Yeah, he had an affair on his wife, and now you're all putting yourselves under his preaching. Like there has to be that, like you said, there's got to be that. Like okay, we're we're glad 
yeah you know you guys are repenting but like come here look, <laughs> yeah. step, away, step away from <laughs> so this thing give like, them the hook like, and again it's not because you're clobbering anybody yeah it's because you're going well what does the bible say about people who are teachers yeah you will be judged more harshly like yeah. we, like let, let's take scripture seriously and let's take care of you and it's not coming from a clobbering place coming from a place of love yeah and, and concern for people who are living in their sin because like we said we want people to get saved and looking at you know uh, pastoral authority and authority to teach and um, stuff like that, I think we can now shift yeah, from yeah, yeah. Andy Stanley yeah. uh, to the other topic of discussion today, which I'm shocked we made it to 45 minutes talking about that. That was uh, a yeah. we went off for a little while. It was good. Yeah, that was good stuff. Now, <laughs> I mean, we think it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a banger. I'll be listening to that oh, yeah. at home. Um, yeah. No, but. Uh, moving on, we have a, an interesting topic because this is something yeah, like this. that uh, I've been, I've been, you know, my friends been telling me about and like give me kind of like screenshots about, and I've been like pretty pretty mind blown of what I've seen. Uh, but it, it spawned from a, uh, a a a sermon I was listening to, kind of get broken down because the sermon itself was terrible. Mike Todd was talking about something I don't know, but he had a he had a moment. At the end of his sermon, he said this on stage. He says, you know what? Can I be hot with y'all for a minute? Which means hot, hot. humble, open, and transparent. transparent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I kind of mean humble. Just, you know, stupid acronyms, right? He says, I hate preparing for Sunday sermons. I hate doing it. We can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know. I, I uh, We know. <laughs> we know. Um and he talked. To, he went on to be like, "I start." And this is the funniest. The people who you know, I was listening to Kozar. did this. Yeah, Kozar did this perfectly. This was beautiful. He goes, "I start on Wednesday, work on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm even tweaking till the sermon thirty minutes before on Sunday." While he's talking to a congregation of people who have jobs, yeah, right. Like everyone has a job, yeah. or will have a job where they have to. Do things have and have work. responsibilities and work. Yeah. So, I, I don't know where you. Well, I don't even know how you could have how you could be so um, tone deaf. Yeah. To even say that. Yeah. It's like my guy. <laughs> I I'm I don't know what's happening in yeah. his office, but I can guarantee you this: it's not working. Mm. Um, I, I, you're not you're not lifting anything heavy. You're probably not even studying that hard based on what we see. You're kind of, you're probably reading through a handful of scriptures one, two, three, three or four times, and you're like, got it. Got okay. It. You're writing down the first thing that comes to mind. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if his um, office was like a, a Google, a Google, um, what are those, like those Google workspaces where like, it's like a really strange, inclusive community where, like, it's like an open, open uh, concept office where there's like kind of random computers. He's they got like beanbag chairs and oh, ping pong. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a slide going downstairs, and you know, like it's, the Clemson football team. Yeah, it's like the it's like those TikToks <laughs> where some you know influencer tells you about their day, and all they do is eat food all day yeah. and sit in uh, cl like you know <laughs> rooms where it's like this is my focus room where i sit here for an hour and i do some updates on my my like mr that's, beast yeah mr. Beast exactly that. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i assume goes on because it's not the fruit is not being born yeah. on sunday yeah. when he when he talks about this but and this, then the funny i want to say yeah this. go ahead go ahead. again 
Kozar, look look up messed up church. They did this. Yeah, but he there was it was it hit the bar? Was yeah, it hit, hit the, the bar. bar. So that's where they pause it and they talk about what was just said. And after he says Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, well, um, Steve, right? Is his name? Yeah, Steve. Steve he hits, hits the bar and he goes, "Honey, did you hear that? He works. <laughs> <laughs> he works on Wednesday, Allegedly. Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, and man. like you know, I." He's not the only one who's like, I remember even uh, John MacArthur said something like in the same vein of statement. He was like, listen, if I, if I didn't have to present this to you, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, which I feel is like a different way of saying it. he's, he's saying, listen, this is, this is hard work. Right. And the, like the, one of the only ways that keeps me, um, I would say like what we're like determined and kind of uh, accountable is that yeah. I'm presenting it to you. Yeah. And that's what holds me accountable is that it's why I work hard doing it. Right. Uh, which is why there's a huge gap between John MacArthur and Michael Todd. But <laughs> what we're, what we I want to talk about now is the potential for AI and artificial, in, artificial intelligence in the realm of church. Yeah. Because we had one of our first episodes was about the scandal where, um, Litton. Ed Litton is yeah. it Ed Litton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already forgotten. Um, so is the SBC. Um, <laughs> Ed Litton was caught plagiarizing multiple sermons from the former SBC. Yes, president. from the former SBC president. Like blows my mind. Um, so he, he plagiarizes like a ton of them. Like I remember there were compilation on compilation on compilation of him taking things from yep. other other uh, um, pastors, especially um, JD Greer. Word for word, yeah. point for point. Which brought about, yeah, even the one-liners. Like, yeah. come on, man. The you can't jokes. even make up your own zingers. Yep. Seriously? Like, come on. Like, that's that's what you should be taking pride in is at least your zingers. Because that's when you get to that's when you get to show off your personality yeah. and put on the highlight reel for when you go to your next church, well, he right? He has no personality. <laughs> All right. Um, so, the issue I want to talk about, that entire scandal brought about this idea or the service where pastors could buy sermons yep. or buy series off a, a website where a, a panel of super smart theologians would put together these perfect sermons and, yep. you know, so that you can, you know, do them for your, your congregation. Sermons.com. Sermons.com. Go like, look at it. Look, yeah. look, look, pause the video. Go look at it. Sermons.com. Yeah. And this idea where it's like, you know, you have um, these sermons, because, you know, why, Jacob? As a as a student pastor, why would you want to waste all that time? All that time you spend reading the Bible yep. and writing things down and doing research, and you, why would you waste time doing that when you could be doing other things? Right. Okay. You're saying that tongue in cheek, but that's their that's the real argument. Yeah. That's really what they say. Is you think of all the time that you could be spending doing all these other things. But you can't because you're too busy in your office reading God's word. And exactly. So, like, why why would you waste time doing all that when Jacob, as a youth pastor, needs to be on online looking up minute to win it games to, to do for his <laughs> the most important thing to do? I mean, come on. Uh, this, and that's that's the issue is that they're um, the emphasis and the what is the priorities are being grossly mis yeah. misaligned. Um, so that's so, kind of where it's this starts. This is where right? we're getting at. It's like, like that's where we're at. We're at you know people are buying sermons for use yeah. now. And with not not only that, but there's another thing. This is this is a real thing. Like I'm not going to name any churches here, but like confirmed by friends of mine. Okay, like Whoa. on 
You got an inside source. This is crazy. I'd never heard of this before. Where, like, you've heard of a preaching team on a church? Yeah. Which is like, if me and you were pastors, we'd have two other guys and we're rerotating, sharing, yeah. bit, whatever. Okay. But this sermon prep team is where the pastor sits around a table and other people on the sermon prep team are around the no, computers no. typing a sermon. And they're talking through the verses, like, and he's just like clipping what other people have and putting it in his document, and then that's his sermon. Oh my god! And his gosh. sermon prep happens in two hours, and that's it. Dude, that is, this is like a writer's room. That's it. This is like a comedic writer's room. Yeah, it's that like is SNL. insane. Yeah, yeah. So like, it starts with that, and then you have sermons.com, and then now because and now we have even you know what's better than having four people write verses and dialogue back and forth for you to steal from one computer program that will make a sermon within seconds. So what we're talking about today is this new phenomenon of, uh, I think the most commonly used one is chat GPT, mm-hmm. which is a, an AI you can talk to that can, will will research around yeah. the, the room or around the internet for you and write something for you and write a body of text for you. Yep. Um, I think that if this is not being used right now, this will be widespread within a year. Oh, yeah. This will be this will be this is the next frontier of lazy, worthless hack pastors is mm-hmm. is this GBT thing. So yep. um I'll give you guys an example of how this works, right? So you'll go on this website, um, and I'm I'm not worried about the English teachers having to deal with this because let's be honest. Uh, the writing that this AI is going to generate is far superior to anything the middle is going to write in their life. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it's you know it's not you're you're going to say oh oh you you wrote this no you didn't right so um, this person uh, was on this person made a post on Reddit and he kind of just gave an, an all inclusive thing of how this worked right so he says hey Jet, Chat GPT generates amazing sermons how is this going to affect the church um, which I don't think it, it should, um, depending on where you're going to church. If you're one of the, right. one of these mega churches, um, <laughs> in your sermons, NGMI, <laughs> NGMI, you're not going to make it. Um, if you're at a church and your pastor is preaching really bad sermons, and all of a sudden they get better, he's probably using yeah. AI. So he says, I asked the AI to write a short sermon on Genesis one one. Keep in mind, without any context, and this is what it gave me in a second. It can write amazing sermons. Now, this person, of course, he says, it can write amazing sermons. This was so good. <laughs> it, it's it's not that good. But yeah. um, here's what it says. Um, he says, it says, dear friends, today we're going to be looking at the first verse of the book of Genesis, which says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This simple yet profound statement is the foundation of our faith and our starting point for understanding who God is and what he has done for us. When we think about the creation of the world, it is easy to get caught up in the details and to try and understand exactly how God would bring about everything into being. But I believe that the real message of this verse is not about the mechanics of creation, but about the character of God. I was I had thought about doing this and like trying to do a different impression for each paragraph, but I didn't I didn't think about this in time. First and foremost, this verse tells us that God is the creator of all things. He is the source and sustainer of life. The one who brings order out of chaos and who gives meaning and purpose to the universe. 
In a world that is often chaotic and confusing, this is a powerful reminder that we can trust in God and rely on him to guide us and guide us and provide for us. But this verse also tells us something else about God, that he is the one who brings light into the darkness. The word beginning in this verse can also be translated as darkness. And the fact that God creates light in the midst of the darkness is a reminder that he is one of the, he's the one who brings hope and salvation to the world that is often shrouded in fear and uncertainty. I, I don't even... I don't know if that's true. I think that. that I think the I think the AI yeah, was wilding on that one. Beginning and um, darkness. I don't know. I don't believe that. It, it, uh, I've never heard that before. I could maybe believe someone could maybe convince me of that with some uh, with some research. Maybe based on like how that sentence is structured. But finally, the verse reminds us that God is the one who separates and distinguishes. He separates the light from the darkness, the waters above from the waters below, and the land and from the sea. This is a reminder that God is a God of order and discernment, and that He is able to distinguish between what is good and what is evil, what is true and what is false. God in conclusion, can distinguish between. Uh, this is my God is a God of order and discernment and that he is able to distinguish between what is good and what is evil, what is true and what is false. Mm-hmm. In conclusion, the first verse of Genesis, I'm just, I'm reading this, I'm not even thinking about it right now. Uh, <laughs> the ver- first verse of Genesis reminds us that God is the creator, light bringer, and the separator. He is the one who br- brings order and meaning to the world and who offers hope and salvation to all who call upon his name. Um, let us remember this truth and trust him always. Amen. So, wow. very safe. But what's... Can you tell... <laughs> Mr. Mock, you're a student pastor at Calvary Day School. Can you see why this isn't really that helpful as a sermon? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sold. I'm using that from now on. That's it. Okay, but what's what's missing here? Like, what... Like, he, yeah, he I said mean, a bunch of... The AI said a bunch of true things. But it's a sermon, and there is no presentation true. of the gospel. True. At but, all. But he said that God is a God of hope. And that's the, I know. He says God's the hope of salvation and of hope. But from what? Exactly. Saved from what? Hope for what? And that's the issue is yeah. that, yeah, this sounds great if you, like, don't know what you need. Like if you don't know what the recipe requires and you're like, yeah. Oh, well that looks like a cake, I guess, <laughs> you know, but that that's not what the pastor pastoring is. Right. And if this is what you're going to cut corners on, if cutting corners on pre- presenting the word of God to your congregation is where you're going to cut corners, where will it end? You know what I mean? Like, um, so obviously, when we think of a pastor, we think of Sunday morning sermon. But is that all a pastor is, Jacob? Yep. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, no, no, that is not all a pastor is. You want me to tell you what a yeah, pastor tell me, does? Tell me, tell me, past talking on Sunday morning. Oh. Tell me what a pastor does. Well, and I'm going to uh, try and tell you if an AI can take your job. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, there's the there's the actual prepping the sermon. Not just delivering, uh, which you know requires, should, which should require lots of uh, commentaries, open books that you're reading, um, you know the the Bible, of course, mm-hmm. right? Pre- prepping, you know, and then there's counseling, lots of that, you know. There's uh, hospital visits, there's uh, calling in on people, there's checking in. I mean, there. I mean, dude, like, I, I don't even know. Like, there's so much because it's you are you're you're pastoring people. People yeah. are involved. Other people are involved. Is somebody sick? I'm going to check on them. Does somebody need me? I'm going to go see what's going on. Did somebody just pass away? I'm going to go visit with the family, right? Does somebody want to get married? I'll do the wedding. 
is somebody die? I'll do the funeral. Like, there's so many things. Obviously, weddings and funerals don't happen every week. But what does happen every week, right, is meetings, right? Talking about the church, talking about the future of the church, talking about how did Sunday go, talking about these people. This person wants to join. This person is having issues. Who's going to meet with them to counsel these people? This kid has a problem. I'll go talk to him, right? I mean, dude, I, I mean, I'll stop. But yeah, the point is, there's a lot. The 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 point here is that that was a myriad of reasons why an AI is not going to take a pastor's job anytime soon. Yeah. Pastoral care is not something you can plug into an AI um, uh, prompt bubble and get an answer. Um, there is, uh, you have to be there. You have to be present. Like an AI isn't going to, you know, uh, comfort someone whose loved one just passed away. Right. Um, there, there, that, that's not going to happen from text on a screen. Right. But, you know, the issue we are going to run into, which not we, like I'm not worried about AI in my sphere yeah. of Christian living. Right. Um, but I think uh, a lot of the the mega churches that are going to dive headfirst into this, they're going to, dude, I bet you, okay, I'm making a prediction. Ooh. I'm going to prophesy right now. Uh-oh. There will be, within the next year, there will be a series called AI Generated Series. Oh, dude. Open and shut. Yeah, you are you're I, so right. I, I, I corner oh. pocket. It is going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be a week where they're going to be like, or a, a month where it's like every sermon. Can you believe it? It's going to be the new every, summer. Yeah. The new it's going to be series. the new summer. Yeah. It's going to replace the at the movies. Summer at the movies dies. <laughs> Sorry. Summer at the movies walked so that AI generated summer can run. Mm. Um, I'm wow. not worried about it here, but like I'm worried in like in big churches like that. Yeah. That dude, they're gonna see that. Like, it's already probably pretty easy, but it's gonna be so much easier Damn. now. Salary. That's gonna be like, oh man, all that. Like, let's like let's say you do two hours a day on the way to Sunday. Those two hours are gone. You've got it signed. It's ready to go. You can go do whatever else. You can work on your church plant. You can do whatever. You can on no. Here's what they'll do. It's not even gonna be that I started work on Wednesday, Sunday night or sorry Saturday night, yeah. Sunday morning. Sunday morning after Sunday school. Sunday morning right before I go on stage. Uh, because anyone can read a few lines, embellish, step away. Like, listen, think, think about the people who are going to be probably using these kind of things. Our, um, our Craig Rochelles, our Michael Todds, our Stephen Furtick's. They know how to perform. Mm-hmm. They know how to go on stage and present something. Yeah. That is fun to hear. They know how to speak. Right? Yeah. So they could take, I guarantee they could take something, they could be handed this this AI-generated sermon five minutes before going on stage, oh, yeah. and they'll be ready to go. Yep. They could do it. Yep. Uh, just because they know how to they know how to pause, they know how to, you know, wait for the the, uh, the congregation to clap or cheer or whatever. They know how to, they'll pick one word out of the entire presentation and be like, say, say, uh, say salvation. Salvation. Say salvation to your neighbor. Salvation to your neighbor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Like they'll 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 make they'll stretch it out to forty five minutes easy, um, which is why you know I'm not too worried about it. I know I I'm I know it's going to change things for some churches, but the churches that are serving faithfully, guess what? They're going to continue serving faithfully. Yeah. Um, the churches that have an actual pastor instead mm-hmm. of a personality yep. are going to have a pastor that's yep. pastoring their church, and it's not going to be an issue. Um, 
but it will be it will, it will be fun to see how things um how things develop yeah as far as that that stuff goes yeah now yeah. I've presented a sermon mm. um that was AI generated. Jacob's going to show us some uh, music. So, well, you got, you just want to talk about the AI song, or did you want to talk about the? Uh... We'll we'll do both. Okay, do so, both. So here's um, the the funny thing about this AI song is that it's literally artificially made yeah. by a computer. Um, and I guess the guy who like put the prompt in said like a Christian worship song, something like that, right? And it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's what you're gonna find. It th- th- just because AI generated doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, it's just we're we're harping on the fact that your job isn't right. to. I can type stuff into a generator and mm-hmm. get the results. Yeah. So here's here's the song, uh, and I think this guy on YouTube actually ended up like putting music to it, which is cool. But whatever. Here's the lyrics. Verse one: You are the Lord, the King of Kings. Your love is endless. Your grace it reigns. You came to earth to save our souls. Your sacrifice has made us whole. Okay. Uh, Here's the chorus. Hallelujah, we praise your name. Hallelujah, your love remains. Hallelujah, forevermore. Hallelujah, you are the Lord. Verse 2. You are the light that guides our way. Your word is truth. It shows us the way. You are the rock that we stand upon. Your love and mercy will never be gone. Chorus. Uh, here's the bridge. We lift our hands in worship to you. We give you praise for all that you do. You are worthy of all honor and fame. Hallelujah to your holy name. A computer in a matter of seconds put that together. Yeah. So that's that's wild. Like, that's crazy, you know? And so it's not a sermon, Um but I would definitely say that if I, that if you and I were going to put together a worship band, right, and we were yeah. going to lead worship at a church, and all of our music came from the computer, that would be immoral. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> that we should yeah. not do that, right? Even though it's good, we shouldn't do that. Um, but here's the the funny thing about this is this is actually a lot better than what a lot of people who are famous yeah. for Christian worship music are writing. Um. And I just think it'd be kind of fun to to read some some lyrics to a song. Um, it is it is interesting that the AI spits out pretty orthodox takes. Yeah, you that, would right. think that with the whole of the internet to pull from, yep, you'd hear some wild stuff. But you legitimately, yeah, yeah, this sermon, even though it wasn't like a, a clear gospel presentation, it was. True about what God True. is. Yeah, for the, yeah. Like last right. second last paragraph was like a little weird, but like yeah. nothing. I wouldn't read anything and be like, "That's ridiculous." Yeah. Like I, you, you make a case for anything. So yeah, yeah. Same with the song, yeah. right? It's, it's like it, it you talks know, it's about, a little safe, but it's like yeah, yeah. I, I believe that. Like, yeah, the God who makes you whole. You're the rock that I stand upon. Uh, you know, these we we worship you, Lord. And then the the last verse it says something about like your name being holy. Yeah. There there are very few like new CCM worship songs coming out that address God's holiness. Yeah. It's just not really happening right now. So here's one that's popular right now. I'll just read the lyrics. Uh, I guess this is verse one. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as often as I often do, 
but every song must end, and you never do. That's deep. So I throw yeah. up my hands and again, uh, and praise you again and again, because all I have is a hallelujah. I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah. I've got one response. I've got just one move. With my arms stretched wide, I will worship you. So I'll throw up my hands, praise you again. All I have is a hallelujah. I know it's not much. I've got nothing else fit for a king. Um, here's where it gets really interesting. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Get up and praise the Lord. Lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Hey, praise the Lord. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. Praise the Lord. Ah, praise. I throw up my hands, and that, that's pretty much it. So the first thing that I notice yeah. is that the worship song that the AI wrote is actually worshiping God. Yeah. It is actually words that are expressing praise to God. This yeah. song right here that's considered a worship song, who's the main character of that song? You are. The, the writer, right? My words, I got nothing new. How could I, all my gratitude, as often as I do, uh, I throw up my hands. I have this. I know it's not much. I have nothing. Else. Every line has the word I yeah. in it. And I mean, I don't think the word I is even in the. And it, it, it lends back to this, um, this hyper. I know we know God is imminent. He is personal. But like this is just, it's, it's such an overtly personal, almost casual, casual, casualifying this, this, the, the, the relationship between us and God. It's just so man centered. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. is whenever you go to church and you want to sing a worship song, what do you want to sing? I mean, okay. Me and you, right. Yeah. People who are probably listening to this don't want to sing what that was, but yeah. we, we, we want to sing songs that talk about God. Yeah. Right. Like you think about, um, I heard Joe Joe say this once. He was talking about music, right? Joe Gillum? That guy, yep. Joe Gillum said this. The one okay. and only. He said, he was like, you know, a lot of these songs that I hear on the radio, like, it, it's just mushy-gushy, like, it's terrible. Like, yeah. It makes God sound like you're, like, a, a little a little boy. Yeah. You know, like, your mushy-gushy girlfriend type of thing. He's like, when I, like, the God that, like, the God of the Bible, my God, I think of, like, Mighty Fortress is our God. Yeah, right? dude. Mighty, Mighty Fortress, Fortress like, slaps. Songs like that that accurately reflect God and his character. And where, again, where does that song come from? The Bible. Yeah. Right? How do we know God's character? The Bible. So whenever you're talking about, like, you know, these songs and throw up my hands and I've got this, I've got that, I've got one. Definitely move, look up this. the rock version of Monty Fortress is our God yeah. for the uh, divided, no, sorry, for the Radio Free Geneva for <laughs> um, James White's podcast. His yeah. intro is a rock version of Monty Fortress is our God and that song goes hard. Yeah. So, anyways, I just think it's interesting that we're, we're in a, we're in a day and age now where you can go on the internet, whoa, oh, oh, which by the way, as you were talking probably 10 minutes ago, I decided to go on the chat GPT website. Uh-huh. And I was going to just type something in, but this is, this is what it says. Uh-huh. Chat GPT is at capacity right now. Yeah. Get notified when we're back. Yeah. D- does that mean that there are so many people on this yeah. website yeah, right I, now? This is the, the reason I want to talk about this is because it is 
everywhere right now. This is the the cultural phenomenon that people are talking about right now is this thing that's generating yeah. stuff based so, off of research and stuff like that. If I can't even go on their website right now, I mean, I, millions of people. It has to be yeah. millions of people that are accessing this website right now. And how many of these people are Christians or they profess to be Christians are pastors or worship leaders, right? Are like... That's scary. Yeah. That's scary to think about. Like it's it's we're at a point where the chat thing, the chat GBT is is closed because so many people don't want to think of their own words to say. Yeah. Like now a uh, lot of these people are probably people just having fun. Yeah, uh, you know. Obviously, but, but like, you know, I mean But it's millions of people. Yeah. So there are And like do you think a, do you think like with some of the jokes I've heard coming out of Chat GBT that's going to be the next comic thing. Yeah. It's just make like, I need a set. All right. I'm going to spend five minutes on chat GBT and I'm not going to have a set that's going to rock and I'm going to get my own Netflix special or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, it could, it could change things a lot. Like depending on how, how widespread, widespread available an AI like this is, this could change how a lot of things work because how are you going to, how are you supposed to, as a college student, uh, take an exam to be a or write a paper? Like, how are you supposed yeah. to write a paper to become a doctor or write a paper for a law degree? Um, that now, like, let's say this becomes widespread, that's no longer of it, uh, uh, an option. So now yeah. we're going to get sent back to the, you know, our back in the 80s where it's like okay you want to use chat gbt to write your papers all right you've got five hours in this room you've got three sources write a paper and you have a typewriter exactly <laughs> you got a pencil or a typewriter have fun i hope it was worth it yeah. i hope it was worth it everyone who's trying to cheat on their stuff now mm. or you're going to be you know a more more uh, a more uh, applicable example it's like oh i wanted to chat gbt all the stuff i wanted i had to do for english class now i'm i'm graduating from high school and i'm illiterate yeah. I can't write. Yeah. I can't put. I can't put a, a. I can't put a sentence together with correct punch, punctuation. Which we're already seeing that yes. on a smaller level because of things like. What are some websites I can you know? What, what are these kids going on and cheating with? I mean, I'm sure you can go and just get. You can buy papers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and then there's I, it's like, been so there's a, long. There's a math website. Yeah, you know where you can just literally take a picture. Of the yeah, math problem math, like yeah, up. math whatever. Yeah, I mean. It was already a problem. There's, there's kids who were. It's always been a problem cheating. Right? Yeah. But it's so easy now. It's so accessible that a higher number of kids are cheating through high school. They're getting to college, cheating through college. They have this degree. Yeah. And then they get to the field and they're like, oh, yeah, wow. Which you could tell us two things. You could tell us, hey, maybe the college wasn't even that necessary, and you can learn on the fly, and yeah. so you don't need a degree, which is good. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, <laughs> one of the funniest jokes I've seen is like. You better stay really healthy because your doctor's cheating on their exams right now. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's right. Not you, Ooh. Jonathan Coates. He's a real one. He really he is. better be. Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he's a doctor. Yeah. Go to him. Go to him. He didn't cheat. No, I assure he you. He didn't. I t because you know, what, you know what he told me? What? He literally told me the other day, uh, we were talking about going to breakfast or something, and he was like, I, I'm out of commission until next Friday. I have a test next Friday. So he literally had, has said, I am not doing anything social yeah. until next Friday because I'm studying so hard for this exam. So good job, Jonathan. Yeah. Way to be. Way to be. Well, it's a, it's a, um, <laughs> a bleak looking future. <laughs> um, depending, and depending, on, depending on your eschatology, you know, you might be, you might react uh, to that differently. You know, some of us might be, uh, <laughs> 
seeing this the ne- as the next thing to be defeated. Some of us, you know, us doomers out there who <laughs> think, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, this is the the new, the next, the mark of the beast or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, you know, I'm, I mean, we like to have fun here. But regardless of what happens, we know how things end. Um, and as far as things go, all you, all you can really take care of is your own four walls, your yeah. the people around you. Um, disciple them, be discipled, um, be Christ to those people, share the gospel, and everything will fall into place because yeah. it's already been put into place, mm-hmm. right? So I think that was a fun impromptu episode. It was fun. Um, hopefully uh, we will not uh, stay as, I wouldn't say we're lazy with it, no. But we we have been kind of shooting at the at the hip with some of these these ideas. But um, I'm I gonna mean, try I think my it's best. It's fun. It so. is fun. It is fun. I'm gonna try my best not to um, chat GPT our entire <laughs> next episode. Oh man, <laughs> man that, that might would, be a segment. That'd be that so might, fun. Dude, that'd be great. We just come in here and we're like, "Hello, Jacob. What do you do? <laughs> Welcome back to the Brick by Brick podcast. Everything we're saying. Oh man." Stay tuned. That may that may happen. They might that might have to be a bit. But yeah. until next time, we're your hosts of the Brick by Brick podcast, and we will see you next time. See have ya. a good day.